in three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. Tonight, we have Chad Cruz in, in the building. How are you doing tonight, Chad? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Doing all right. It's, a, it's, it's Tuesday, um, so, you know, it's not really halfway through the week, but I feel good about it. Um, I hope your week's going well. It's been good so far. Yes, definitely. Um, just loving the better weather. So I'm actually, I live in Oakland, um, but mm. my home base is in Long Beach. So I'm originally from Long Beach, but the weather has been a little bit warmer. So I'm very happy about that. For sure. Uh, shout out to the hometown. I went to school out there in Long Beach. Oh, you did? Yeah, no yeah. CSULB for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so I had my experience for a while there. You know how uh, when you move to a new place, how, how long do you does it take before you start telling yourself, oh, I'm from here or I can rep it a little bit? <laughs> exactly. Um, That's how I feel. I was like, I don't want people to think I'm from Oakland. Like, I've only lived there for a year, but I don't want to like yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, right? Disclaimer. And, Disclaimer. And <laughs> back then, I, I felt more comfortable repping Long Beach like that. But now it's more like, totally. oh, that was, that was just a part of my life. Uh, I get that. Special place in my heart for sure. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> Um, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, um, for you to Che, no, you che. got it. All right, che, you got it. Che, <laughs> che. Um, this is the breakdown of the episode. Uh, we start awesome. off with a little warm up, then we'll get into an icebreaker, a little mini game, um, and then after that we'll turn to the wheel of fate, where we'll spin the wheel, whichever number it lands on, how the conversation flow. I after, love that. After all that, we'll finish out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you? Perfect. Sounds good. Sure. All right. Well, you know, before we really get rolling, I just want to ask you, how you been doing? Well, you've been doing great. How you been lately? Ooh, such a loaded question these days. Um, it is. I've been, how would I put it? It's been good, but also stressful. So you actually caught me at a very interesting point in my life. Um, about a month ago, I actually quit my corporate job mm -hmm. with nothing lined up. Oh, so okay. that has its own stressors, but I left my previous job uh, for my mental health, um, mainly because my job at that point wasn't fulfilling me anymore. I've kind of been in that space for like six years and I didn't really see myself continuing to do that. Um, just was really stressed and like overworked and, you know, when something doesn't sit with you and you try to make it work and you force it that's when more stress comes through so I actually quit my job about a month ago and I'm definitely in a much better place mentally because of it but you know being quote-unquote unemployed um has its own stressor so it's a mixed bag definitely a lot better but also you know just a tinge of stress <laughs> I got you I mean stress is is good that means you know you're, you're working towards something there's something that matters to you right yes Definitely. Uh, I'm a very, or I used to be a very like free flowing guy and go with yeah. the flow kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, but I realized it's because I didn't really know what I wanted to be. And um, so I didn't have that timer in my head or, you know, just something to keep me accountable from decisions I was choosing. Um, but now that I have more of a clear idea, I do feel stressed even when I should like really have no reason <laughs> yeah. to be. I'm like, I just am. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to be doing something. Like almost all, all the, time, the time, no matter right? what. Like, totally. It's it's a weird, and uh, you know, I try to be very comfortable in not doing anything how I used to be, but right. I think maybe it's because I spent so much time not doing anything. Now it's like 
dude, you wasted too much time. And now, you're like making, you feel like you have to make up for it, type thing. Absolutely. Yep. I feel that. <laughs> are you uh, making like a complete career change, or are you kind of gonna stay in the same industry ish? If you were gonna think about finding something. Yeah. No, it's a great question. Um, so I'm actually trying to do a career switch. So. I like before when I was working nine to five, I was like, you know, I work in marketing. So I worked in marketing for like six years since college. And then at night I'm a DJ. So I'm not technically unemployed. It's just like not, you know, um, consistent income. So for DJing sure. for now, um, but career wise, what I'm taking this time for. So I gave myself three months, but I know like given the landscape of the career space right now, I don't have full control of when I'm going to be employed, but I envision um, these next few months that I'm kind of like in this exploratory phase because, you know, kind of like how we were raised is like everything super formulaic is like get good grades, go to college, find a partner, get married, have kids, all that. And I'm just like, maybe that isn't like what I want for myself. Um, but during this time in terms of career, I'm actually really interested in doing something in the music industry. Mm. Um, ideally music marketing would be really cool. So like kind of pairing like what I've been really good at. So I do like social media marketing. Um, and then like my passion for music would be like super ideal. Um, during this like hiatus, if you will, like I've been trying to talk to different like music professionals, um, that, you know, are in my network and my friends of friends who are really nice to just like, recommend me just to kind of like learn more about what I want to do because I've learned previously. I mean, right now, I think I have a little bit more clarity of what I want to do rather than in the past, like people were willing to help me, but I didn't know what I needed help with. So it's just like, we don't know how to help you. So I want to be able to have a more like tangible answer. So when people ask me how they can help me, I can just be like, this is what I'm thinking. Like, can you point me in the right direction rather than be like, I don't know yeah no i got you it, that that takes time too right definitely um, i don't know if you feel like you're in a rush but some things take time definitely um, <laughs> i've definitely been that person as well and i don't know if you've ever had this situation right and i feel like this is something that's personal to me but i've come across a lot of folks same issue finding mm -hmm. a mentor right like finding uh, someone <laughs> kind of guide you in this path that you want to get definitely. on definitely um, and I don't know if it's easy for you. I, I don't think <laughs> I, I'm an only child. So I was kind of, we were kind of grew up in a way of like, we got to figure it out on our own or like we're, yeah. we're comfortable in trying to figure it out on our own, maybe a little too definitely. much. Right. Yeah, um, definitely. So, so yeah, you know, finding a mentor is tough. Uh, I don't think I've found one yet either. And even if I did, maybe I wouldn't recognize it in, like it presented right? itself right it's like definitely uh but like how, how do i recognize a mentor, but, a mentor. Uh, yep i asked a therapist one about this i love that and he he told me it's like when you're ready the therapist or not, not the, the mentor will appear or like you know reveal itself hmm. um and i don't know if that was like the advice I needed to hear, you know. It's like, You're like, okay, so I'm still lost. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, you know, thank you. nothing against my, my therapist at the time, but you of know, course. I was really looking for like, so a little something more direct, or you know, maybe a tangible action I could do. Except it was Definitely. his advice it was more like, you, I don't know. I took it as like I'm not doing enough. So like. You're saying I'm yeah. not ready. <laughs> like, so I don't have a mentor because I'm not ready. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, though. You know, I hope you know, the transition goes smoothly for you, but Thank you know, you. the first time we met and just knowing, like feeling the vibe from your personality, I think you'll do just fine with the network, it's meeting people and trying to build those. Um, Thank you. For sure. All right, let's move on to the warm up. 
All right. Let's do it. So my first question for in the woman for you is, what would you like the audience to know about you? So, you know, if you're meeting someone for the first time, something that, you know, like disclaimer, this is who, who I am. Yeah. Oh man. You, you have you and your great questions. Um, so <laughs> I would definitely say, um, my name is Che. Um, I am a Filipina, um, DJ who's very passionate about many things like mental health, like diversity, and especially, um, you know, women, female DJs. I'm very passionate about that. Cause I feel like not even in just the DJ space, I feel like in the music industry, there aren't as many females, but it's definitely growing, which I'm very proud of. But I'm always, you know, always sort of women empowerment, especially in the music space. And my whole spiel of DJing is I just want to make you feel things because I remember, I don't remember where I heard it exactly, but I will always remember someone told me that people will never remember what you say. They'll only remember how you made them feel. And I think that's kind of how I approach DJing. Um, you know, like even getting to become a DJ was a struggle in its own. But, you know, like it's saturated. There's so many. Like I joined late. I'm feeling like I had so many reasons why I shouldn't pursue what I am pursuing. But I feel like what separates me from everyone else is just that I it's truly and a hundred percent about the music. If I could DJ like Dead Mouse and just have a mask on me and people not know it's me, then that would be ideal because I feel like for me DJing is a selfless service versus some people who make it about themselves. So uh, my goal and I think my purpose in life is to affect people musically and just make them feel something. That's what's up. That's dope. Dope as hell. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sure. Um, you, have you been DJing for a while? Like, has it been, you know, since a childhood thing and growing up, or when yeah, did you jump no. into it? <laughs> so, like many other people, I am a COVID DJ. So, I started during the pandemic. Um, it was a very untraditional path, if I would say. So, I've always wanted, to, I've known I've always wanted to be a DJ ever since I was eight years old, ever since I heard of Daft Punk. They were the, the, the DJ duo that made me realize that I need to get into this space. I don't know what it was. I was eight, year old, eight years old, right? I was just like, I don't know, but like, <laughs> I gotta do this somehow. Um, but, you know, being an Asian American, um, I only believe that music could be a hobby. So, I never like pursued it professionally or anything serious like that. So my way of coping with that reality was when I went to college. So I'm from Southern California. I went to college in Boston. Um, I lived out there for six years. I studied abroad in Australia. So like I've just been around a lot. But ever since I moved out and was on my own, like concerts was like my therapy. Like I didn't really go to therapy till later in life. But music was just my way of like, like going to concerts and festivals. I was like, okay, well, I can't be a DJ. So I'm just going to, you know, go to every single concert, even though I'm hella broke, it's fine. I got you. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how like it started, like my love for music. And then when I moved back home in 2018, um, I heard about this DJ school um, here in Orange County that my friends were a part of. And it's very selective. It's called Academy of DJs. Um, very selective on who they choose. I'm very competitive. I applied three times. The first two times I didn't get in, it was very discouraging. 
I almost gave up, but then I thought about it. I was like, wait, like all the DJs that I love did not go to a DJ school. Like this is not the only path to what I want to do. Um, so third time I applied, I didn't have any expectations. I was like, okay, like I'm not gonna force it. If it's, if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I don't, like that's fine. Um, but then I did get in miraculously, but at this period, it's actually funny that we're interviewing today because yesterday marked my three year anniversary of DJing. That's um, wild. Three years ago to the day yesterday, I was let go from my job but before I was let go from my job due to COVID, I already had a mix that I wanted to, to like share with the world. So I already had that date in mind, but that was the same day that I got let go from my job. And I was like, this wow. is some divine timing, angel number shit. Like, holy, like this was like already in the, in the works, but like, of course I didn't know I was going to get let go. But yeah. that was the catalyst for my DJ career because now I had all this time, you know, during the pandemic. And the reason why I say my DJ path is untraditional is because I started before even I was on the school, I started on Twitch before any DJs were on Twitch. I was just like playing around with buttons. I didn't even know anything musicality wise. I was just playing music. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing on my, on my phone. I didn't even have like a proper streaming setup. So then I got accepted into the DJ school. But as I was in DJ school, I was also filming like just like my DJ journey on Twitch. Like I would stream like three times a week. Um, so both of those in tandem, and then I graduated December, 2020. So I actually learned how to DJ initially remotely because we weren't, you know, it was a pandemic. So yeah. that's why when people like DJing's hard, I was like, but you didn't learn online by yourself for like three <laughs> months. So don't tell me it's hard because I did it. Um, but, but yeah, so Twitch, that's where I met my community and then, um, graduated and then, you know, the world started opening up a little bit. My first in-person gig was in Oakland, which is really dope. Um, my friend Jug, he has this uh, clothing brand company. He had like a store in Oakland, but he put me on my first gig and that was really fun. It was like in a clothing shop, which was really dope. Nice. Um, and then my first club gig was Arena K-Town, rest in peace. Um, so yeah, just from there and like a lot of the gigs that I normally get, I've been very grateful for because it's usually rooted in someone I know in the Twitch community, whether it's like, you know, I DJ like in New York or Chicago or anything like that. It's always been tied back to Twitch. So that's kind of like how I came about the of DJing and I've been doing it for three years, which is crazy to say. That's a crazy story, yo. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting how like, I wonder at what point our society is going to look back at COVID in 2020 mm -hmm. as like crazy transformative year. Like for everyone of, whether they like it or not <laughs> like yeah it, it's a it's a, such a trip that we were we went through something where it's very universal and uh um, yeah you know and i started this podcast out of out of covid as well um, oh wow yeah yeah so that was my transformation or oh, yeah. sort of moment uh and that. as i continue to have these conversations with folks uh since it's, it was you know post covid or like post shutdown and everything right it always comes up like that topic of that time mm -hmm. and like where everybody was at it it mm -hmm. like our origin stories are, are like yes i love that. that right i love that yes <laughs> like, our origin stories i'm a big uh superhero person so like you know yes, um, you are. there's a big bang it's like a big bang of you know talent creatives and or just ideas and thoughts and yes people pursuing what it is that really matters to them yes um, wow yeah the more i think about it it's just a lot of reflection that happens <laughs> yes definitely 
Uh, but yeah, I got you. So you you mentioned like that people come to you and say, "Oh, DJ is so so difficult." Um, mm -hmm. So from your experience, what do you think is the most difficult thing? Oh, there's so many things that I think is really difficult about DJing. You know, I think one thing as not that I'm an old head or anything, because I'm new to the game. I know my place in the industry, but I, I feel like everyone is trying to be a DJ now. But I saw this tweet that really resonated with me. It says anyone can be a DJ, but not any, not everyone can be a good DJ. Mm, I feel and it. I think that really like stuck with me so when i see you know people that are getting better opportunities than me because of their cloud or whatever it's like okay well you know sure they're a dj but doesn't mean they're a good dj but to answer your question i think there's a lot of things that make djing very difficult i think the equipment itself is very daunting if you don't know what it does you're just guessing because <laughs> that's how i did it initially when i didn't go to the school i just Sure, you can watch YouTube videos, but I'm the type of person that's like very hands-on. I need someone to be like, this button does this, and this happens when this happens. But I mean, watching YouTube, you can get that to a certain extent, but that's just how I learn personally. So I would say the equipment is very daunting to like secondary, secondarily upon that, like depending on like what you want your path to be, it's like your connections. Like, how are you gonna get booked? Like if you're a new DJ, mm, yeah, yeah. it's 100% like who you know. And that's just like the industry as it is. But the third thing that I feel like that is not talked about enough and something that I want more conversation around. So actually when I was doing, um, when I was streaming on Twitch as DJing, I actually also did my own podcast for two episodes. And then I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so I had um, a music podcast as well. It was called It Comes in Wave. I dig it. I dig it. And like Wave Files, like, okay, haha, like witty, you know, DJ Wave, BB. Um, but yeah, in that podcast, so I had two official episodes on like Apple, Pod Apple and Spotify just like explaining like my DJ story, like how I became a DJ and whatnot. And then at the end of the episode, um, I provide like songs that I'm listening to. But then as I started getting more involved with Twitch, I actually migrated the podcast into a Twitch format, which was actually really fun. Um, I started interviewing my friends live and I actually really enjoyed that format because sure, you know, I still had like that interview format, like in the traditional podcast sense. But the reason why I enjoyed doing it on Twitch was because we had live interaction from the chat. So we can like mold our conversation based on, you know, the interaction from the chat, like asking us questions or telling us what to do. Or I thought that was a really cool aspect of it. And just being able to see their face too while I was interviewing them, I feel like was a really big factor. Um, but the third thing, just to go back, I think that is really hard about DJing that no one really talks about until you're like, pretty thick in the game but even then I don't feel like it's like a widely discussed topic is that DJing is not for the weak and I mean that in terms of like mental health wise like DJing is such a fast industry like you have to keep up whether it's like social media or like within your friends or like what songs are hot or anything like that it requires you to be always on essentially it's hard to draw that line of like Che versus DJ Wavy BB it's like Che loves music but like DJ Wavy BB is always like 
okay, like, where's the new up and coming XYZ? And just like how the fastness of the industry itself just takes a really big mental toll. Like I always think about like, okay, I wanted to be a DJ at eight years old, but eight year old me would not have been ready for all of the different things that come with DJing that, you know, is so glamorized. I feel like, especially now with like TikTok and everything, people think you just pick up a control and you're a DJ. Sure, technically you are, but it's like, do you know what comes with that title? It's like people DJ for different reasons. People DJ for themselves, for clout, fame, followers, whatever. And there's people that DJ in their bedroom that never make it out of their bedroom. And that's okay with them. You know, like there's so many different paths to being a DJ, but I feel like one thing that a lot of people or younger DJs get caught up in the fact is they think it's about them. But DJing at the end of the day is a service. It's an energy exchange between you and a crowd. And, you know, the the art of the DJ and what makes everyone different is for me, my rule of thumb is I never play music I don't like. That's why when you ask for your bad money, I say, fuck no. I say $300, pay me $300 and I'll play your bad money song. You know, because the way I view it is this club, this venue, this event hired me for a reason, for my taste. And please trust me. And it's my job to make sure that you have a good time. Don't tell me how to do my job. But, you know, I that's see. a big, that's yeah. a big like hot take in the DJ industry. Some people are like, are you a real DJ if you don't take requests? So they each their own. But personally, I never take any requests unless it pays. <laughs> Um, But I think of it more like I DJ, I DJ selflessly where I view people, a lot of people DJ selfishly, but, you know, everyone does moves the way that they need to. For sure. For sure. Uh, And yeah, as as far as that take that you just threw out there, um, this is is very very, uh, current for me just because Mm -hmm. I work at a high school uh, Mm -hmm. and the high school just had their prom on last last Friday. And uh, (laughs) they were not happy with the DJ because Mm. of no requests, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I feel like in your profession, you really got to, I don't know, read the room or kind of know what you're getting into. Um, Definitely. I feel like if you're doing a show, for sure, like the audience should trust your taste and the energy that you're, you're, if you're headlining, they know that you're there. It's all right, you. Right, they're paying to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I can't always say the same. Maybe like at a wedding, for sure. You oh, kinda, for sure. Definitely you got to take requests. You <laughs> have to. Oh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so it really depends on where it's where, where you're at. And uh, yeah, you know, after hearing his opinions on it, I'm just like, I'm sorry that he didn't really like want to play the music he wanted to hear. Uh, so it was tough. But I definitely see where you're coming from now. And um, I just think it's, it's interesting that it came up after I got one side of the story. And now yeah. I can hear it from those. It's very true. You don't want to tell somebody how to do their job, especially if you've never done it before. Um, and we have this yeah. thing, too, where we say, if you can DJ a high school dance, you can DJ anything because kids are brutal and won't tell you like it is. <laughs> so if you ever need an ego check, go DJ a prom, like for sure. And that's why... Um, I'm kind of in contact with a school right now that wants me to DJ an event, like an after-school event, which I'm cool with. And then they were like, oh, we want you back for a different event. I was like, if it's for a dance, my boundaries, no. Like, I don't mm. want to do that yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's different. You're like, it's the way that, like, your purpose is different. Like, I understand for high school dance, you're kind of like a jukebox. But like you said, for headlining, it's like, it's your art. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, I, I just hope I can share this with with uh, my students so they can kind yes, of do. they can see the other side so they're not you can as share mad. This podcast. They can blame me. It's cool. <laughs> no blame. No blame. We got to be open to different perspectives, right? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think we got to move on to the second question in the warm up, which Let's is is this button working? Oh, there it goes. Uh, how would you like to be honored? If there was a way I could express the energy you possess, what sort of act could I do? What what could we do as your people? Wow. I really love that question. I've never really been asked that. Um, I mean, I would say just because like, I guess my talent or how I express love to people, even if I don't know them, is honestly through music. If there was a way that, you know, like you said, you're putting different environments, like strangers, but like, I can read the room like, okay, they're this type of people. They're going to like this type of music. I love like for me, my favorite feeling of DJing is I'm very, I'm a very nostalgic person. So I love playing throwbacks to a certain extent. And I love playing songs that you forgot you knew. And then I love that feeling of like, oh, I haven't heard this in forever. Like for me, that's like the best feeling that I love as a DJ. And I think for me, it's like kind of my way of like showing like love to other people it's like i know you don't know me and i know you like this song but i'm gonna surprise you i got you now that that's definitely like one of the best feelings um even like a couple of weeks ago my me and my friends were hanging out they were playing some songs like i can't believe i forgot about this and forgot exactly. about exactly oh uh, but i got you it's a you know trying to bring that expression out or that that feeling out is a good mm-hmm. is a great way to honor you that. <laughs> um but for sure what's a song for you like i don't know i mean you don't got to play me a song but if you could just drop a song that you feel like would my head i'm not gonna put that pressure on you never mind (laughs) because i don't i'll think about it during the interview and i'll send it at the end (laughs) maybe at the end maybe at the end oh all right and my last question for you in the warm-up scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself Um, I would definitely say eight and a half. Okay. Um, How'd you get to that number? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. I would say I, you know, I, I very young, I, you know, I'm very arrogant. Like I'm a Virgo and I'm super into like astrology and labels and boxes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I would take the Myers-Briggs test like every two years and then I get some kind of high be like, see, I haven't changed. Like not in a bad way, but like I know who I am. Like I'm the same personality type like every X amount of time. But, you know, after, you know, dating a lot of people, I feel like personally, you know, when you date people, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about like your your downfalls or things that might be your blind spot that your partners will bring to light about you. Um, I'm not saying like, you know, date hella people to find out about yourself, but I would just say like, you know, through my dating journey, I've learned like really monumental lessons that I would not have known if I hadn't dated, had, had not dated them. And also I think it's funny too, where might be hitting too close to home, but sometimes when I have like an epiphany at work about like working style or anything like that, I can, it actually is deep rooted in like my personal life. Like mm-hmm. one thing, 
that I got for my, so I had three different managers back at my previous company and a lot of them, a lot of their feedback to me was to be more confident. And that would kind of trigger me because I'm just like, oh, you think it's like a button? You think like, you know, like I can just turn it on and there it is. But I mean, obviously the only thing consistent between those three people is me. And it wasn't them like telling me personally, I need to be confident, but them telling me that from a work perspective made me realize like, oh shit, like that's also like a life thing too that I need to work on. So I think, you know, with constant feedback from dating and working, I've learned a lot. And by practicing those things that I learned like the past two years, I, my theme, I usually try to have like a theme every year or at least when I reflect back on previous years. And I would definitely say the theme these past two years is boundaries. Like mm -hmm. I never really knew the concept or knew what that felt like growing up, you know? I was just like, I learned that I'm such a huge people pleaser and like, it sounds like a good thing, but I didn't realize how that manifests poorly, like negatively or with the people around me. And I was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like that's like the root of like a lot of these problems that I'm having. So the reason why I arrived at eight and a half is just the constant feedback I've been getting from friends and partners and work. I'm like, okay. And then I could definitely feel myself not repeating those same mistakes I was making because of the boundaries I've set. Got you. Got you. And I, I feel like 8.5 is very strong because you just gave me like a good reflection on, you know, how you got to that point. Right? Um, hey. And one of the things is, you know, you, you brought up in relationships, you learn about a lot about yourself. I mm -hmm. think, you know, in, with me and my partner right now, I think something I've realized is I am such an enabler. Like, <laughs> I, uh, it's really hard for me to take someone away from what makes them happy. Totally. Uh, and I'm just like, but in my mind right now, and I still haven't figured it out. Like, how do I work that up upon, upon myself? And I work with students too. The students totally. know me as like this super nice guy. Like, right. is like never angry and stuff like that. And so, right from that and even my relationship i'm just like damn this is who i am and right. i don't know if i want to be like that all the time or like right. be like that forever or be known as that right so i don't know that's that's something i've realized for sure in relationships um and you talked about you know experience at work and i almost want to ask you this because this is something that's also current in my life but um the separation between personal and professional Right. Ooh, yes. Uh, so I'm in a position where I'm supervising people and right. I feel I'm pretty old school in the way of like, in my mind, it's always been separate. Like, mm. you know, I have to, I, I uh, compartmentalize right. me at work versus me at home and right. all that stuff. Right. Right. I feel like, you know, working with folks that are in this newer generation, they don't have that separation. You know, it's more, right. yeah, it, it's very like, this is the whole me. And I understand right. that. I get that. And I get that too. I want them to feel understood. I want them to feel supported. But in my mind, my feedback to them is like, this, this work thing, if you're not working for yourself, is very much a system. And mm. like, and, and I've had 12 jobs in my life where that feeling of like, oh, I'm wasting my time. I got to do something different or follow my passion. Right. It happened right. so many times for me until I realized I should be working at a school kind of thing. Mm. Um, but now, now after all those jobs and uh, I'm back at the school, I mm. I know the system, and mm. I'm not the person who wants to change it anymore. I feel like in previous jobs I was like, I could do this better, or there's a better way to do it. 
Um, right. But I'm old enough and I've had the experience enough where this system is not going to change because of me. Um, no. Yeah. And I really need to just find ways to be happy or finesse the system in ways that makes me feel like I'm still productive or I'm still f- choosing my heart over everything else. Yes. Um, so for you, is what's what's what would you say is the right the right way should i continue to kind of like let folks know that this if you're looking for a place that's going to understand you fully as a person like person personal and professional mm-hmm. like it's a hard place to find and mm-hmm. i almost want to be real with them in that sense but also like let them know that even though the system's broken the people that you're around still understand or still care and mm-hmm. still try to like you know help you out so yeah that's where i'm at and <laughs> what are your thoughts on yeah, no, I mean, I think I'm really happy you're asking me that question because that's something that, you know, I was really on my mind when I was on my way out from my previous company. Mm. You know, like it was the reason why it was so hard to leave my previous job was because nothing was wrong, like on paper. Like I just got promoted. The people were very compassionate, very understanding. I worked fully remote. I had full, like unlimited PTO. Like it was basically everything that I asked for in my life on paper. It was great. But my issue was that i couldn't feel like i could fully be me in that role because i didn't want to do it you know like for context i love how you said you compartmentalize like i do that at like my nine to five job like when people ask me how they want to call me i say it depends who's asking (laughs) if it's work people i say chelsea because most people can't say chet and Chet is like my personal name, how I identify. So it's like, okay, we're meeting through work. I'm Chelsea. Like I'm professional. I'm Chelsea. But if it's like, we're, you know, we're out at a bar and we're drinking, like if we're just like in a casual setting, I'm Chet. But like, if I'm like in a net, like if I'm in like a networking DJ event, I'm wavy. Right. But to answer your question, I think what's the, like the pinnacle of like my previous role in the big part of why I left was the compartmentalizing was tiring and like you said it's hard to find a place that accepts you wholeheartedly and I don't know if it's you know my parents generation that taught me this or my own experience or whatever it might be I think it has to be both I think you know the way you communicate has to be professional but like your intention and what you want the content of what you want to tell them has to be you so it's like yeah. you like your knowledge you can't just be like you know like you effed up or don't don't do this like but like what you're trying like the message you're trying to say is innately who you are but it's just i think for me in terms of professionalism it's just how you communicate it so i think you know instead of saying like i'm going to wear my professional hat versus i'm wearing my personal hat i think you should wear both hats just be hyper aware of how you deliver that message but the the core of the message of what you're saying, I think, should come from you and yourself. That is a good way to put it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I think I, I feel like there's a lot of instances where someone's personal view or personal, you know, message mm-hmm. is um, needs to be more professional. I, I definitely. Think that is definitely, I think, the uh, the difference. Like yeah. you said, is the way you communicate things, right? Right. Um, yeah, for me, I, I definitely told that line, you know, like yeah. I, I try to be myself and I and I try to be professional, like my my work email sign off or, you know, like little signatures at the bottom. I say much love. 
like much love, J- love J- or whatever you know that's um, great and in my mind i'd be thinking like who's who depends on who who's reading it like right they might see it as professional or unprofessional this guy's right. too casual never right. got too much bad feedback just yet not not from my bosses and superiors so <laughs> i good. guess it's good. cool but yeah nice. yeah it's definitely um it's interesting choices that we make you know it kind of teach a workshop on code switching and like how we code switch almost all the time every um but yeah as far as like finding a place where you can be yourself i think that's why you know being with working with the youth and working at a school it after all these jobs i've had it really was the place where i felt like this mm-hmm. i can be myself especially when you have upper management that kind of understands you and sees you mm-hmm. like this is more of an asset than a negative thing <laughs> right or like um, you're replaceable it's like we want to invest in this person versus yeah. like you can anyone can do your job right for sure and i feel like a lot of people are stuck in jobs like that like it's, uh, i'm happy that you're you're able to kind of make that realization for yourself take those steps forward into into a mm-hmm. different land but mm-hmm. i know a lot of my homies who still and they make good money and you know they're they're i feel they're more secure than i am when it comes fin- to be financially secure um but you know a lot of our talks is like you know i'm not happy where i'm at or like you know mm-hmm. i wish I could be doing something different, be something more creative. Yeah, or I envy you. It's like, I get it. I'm like, I envy you. Like, <laughs> you know? That's the catch 22 of life. You know, yeah. I'm realizing that it's always something. Like, I don't, I don't want to derail too much, but like, have you watched Beef yet? I have not, but give me, okay. give, give me, give me what, what you're referencing right now. Okay. The one, <laughs> there's one thing I'm not giving it away. Okay. But there's one point where, um, Steven asks Amy and Amy just to give contact is like super rich. And then Steve is like barely surviving and either at this dinner party. And he says, I just want to know if I have to work as hard to get to where you're at. Like, is it worth it? And mm. then she says, everything fades. And that was just so like impactful because they want what the other has no matter no matter what like i know this is like a really not dumb but like a small version but i remember when i was young like very young i had jet black straight hair and i was like i want curly wavy hair but then people have curly wavy hair want straight hair and then when i like you know puberty hit i got curly wavy hair and then i was like i miss my straight hair so you always want what you don't have no matter what i I hear that (laughs) um you you know J. Cole or Yes, love you, him. There's an interview with a, a basketball general manager. Um and I watched that recently. And um one of the things he brings up is like how he J. Cole says he envies people who can be happy where they're at. Be happy with like what they have. Totally. And I was talking to my friend about it and my friend was like, um, that's what rich people say. <laughs> or it's easy to when you when you to say that totally. when you're rich. Totally. And then, but what you told me right now, it was like, well, I guess that's what poor people say about rich people. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's, it's always whichever, like, you know, like you said, wanting something different or something that you don't yeah. have. And totally. that's, that's scary, right? Like in my mind, it's, <laughs> it's scary. It's you like, make it, but then it's like, will that <laughs> feeling still be there? And most likely it will. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think I've tried to live my life in a way where, trying to let go as much as i can of all that stuff um and i don't like my parents have been really supportive in my life but 
I feel like that's where the biggest disconnect. Because they, they, they want to see you secure. They want to see you like, you know, just be happy and, you know, live a good life. And totally. what, what that looks like to them versus it's what it, different. Especially how much it's, it's changing for us in this, in this time <laughs> of like the world, right? Like, and it, it's a trip. <laughs> it is a trip. It is such a trip. And, you know, I think that's something that has been really hard for me kind of like your first question like how i'm doing is like the anticipation of like when i had to tell my family like what i did because it's like nothing bad happened but at my own accord i am putting myself in this financial spot you know and i think during this the past two years too what i've been trying to shed and it's so hard of like generational trauma is like letting go of that scarcity mindset like before, you know, like what's fed to us when we're young, like the only way to live life is a nine to five. But the way that, you know, I'm trying, like I had this thought a few months ago, I was like, okay, nine to five, you make a certain salary, right? Like that's like whatever. But like, at least for me, because like I'm a DJ, right? And we love music. It's like, either I can make that X amount of salary working 40 hours a week, but like, like Beyonce or SZA, like one ticket's $500 just to see her yeah. one night, four hours of her work, 500 per person and like a whole stadium. It's like, I want that. I want that kind of wealth. Like I don't want to cap and limit what, you know, my parents think it is. And like, I don't blame them. Like that's what, you know, how their generation grew up. And I'm trying to be, you know, respectful of that. But I think, you know, at least for my family, my generation, I think, unfortunately, it's on me to break those norms and break what we think is possible. But I'm more like, I want the bigger fish. I don't want this fish. But that's just kind of where I'm at. No, for sure. For sure. And uh, same same conversation with my parents. And, you know, I think I'm just happy that my parents are the folks that they raised me to believe that I could do anything. <laughs> or like be whatever I, I want that. right? that's the most powerful thing hell yeah you know and as I grow older I feel like I've seen you know different ways of being brought up um and you know for me I'm a happy dude even though I don't have it all like and I feel really like in peace with who I am and what I'm trying to do with my life and mm -hmm. I, I don't think even though I think Maybe my, if my folks were more stricter or harder on my on me, I'd be more secure financially. But I don't think I'd be happy that way. And totally. even though they might feel like they failed sometimes, like I have those conversations with my parents. Sorry, I wasn't tougher on you. Or I'm sorry, I didn't have the resources. Yo, right. I'm, I'm happy. And like, yeah, like you, you know, didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened on my parents too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, in my. Am I assuming correctly if I say you're Filipino? You could tell me if I'm You are right. assuming very correctly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and I don't think this is just for Filipinos, but totally. just the comparisons that happen and the conversations yeah. that happen with yeah. other Filipinos. It's yeah. pretty toxic sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. Ooh, not sometimes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I hope our parents can come at peace because, I mean, I feel like... They have Seems no like choice. On your path. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. Um, <laughs> they don't have a choice. Low, low key, high key. You don't have a choice, but here I am. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Right? Our, our parents are their own people. And they yeah. have their own demons and their own like levels totally. of success in their mind. Totally. We just hope that we can show them that we are happy yeah. where we are because totally. of who they are. Exactly. But yeah. All right. Well, just a heads up. Okay, we, we, 
check we got uh about 15 minutes left in the interview um so you know i'm not the kind of person to try to rush things and like get everything through so we'll continue with the flow and see how far we get but uh sounds good this next one is gonna be the icebreaker here we go there we go um all right so you can choose if you would rather do a word, word association or a this or that this or that this or that all right yeah um there's 34 seconds on the clock um well when i start it we'll have 34 seconds to do as many as you can and at the end okay. i will dig in a little deeper okay two things let's do it here we go in three two one night or morning night uh de- regret or doubt doubt pause time or rewind time Rewind time. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Education or experience? Experience. Win a race or win a debate? Win a debate. Plans or surprises? Plans. Be embarrassed or be afraid? Ooh. Be embarrassed. Ooh. All right. That was uh, the last one in the 34 seconds. Oh, wow. But uh, let's start off there. Um, be embarrassed, be afraid. You went with be embarrassed. Why why'd you gravitate towards that why side? I'm the type of person, so I don't like regret in any form. I'd rather make a fool of myself and do the thing that's been on my mind rather than having this opportunity and being myself the rest of my life and not doing it. So I'd rather deal with the embarrassment than the regret. You feel like that was something you've always had, like that that perspective or something you kinda had to grow into? I think I've always been like that and not to sound morbid, but I just like, I feel like sometimes when I talk with my dad, he has a lot of regret in his life. And I think just being around that, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to live like that. I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and I, won't, I don't know if that regret comes like later in life. I, uh, right. I have a saying, it's like you either grow better or bitter. I definitely don't want to go. <gasps> Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a trip. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we said pause time or rewind time, and I believe you said pause time. Oh, rewind time. Oh, rewind time. Why? Why'd you choose rewind time over pause? I'm just a very like nostalgic person. I like to you know rewind and like reflect and like live in the moment. But for me too, I just like. The concept of rewinding rather than pausing i don't like being stagnant i just always have to be moving in some form I feel it i feel it um you know it's crazy so i want to ask what's like nostalgic for you or like most recent thing right um but for me i'll, I'll let you know for me it's uh i grew up on cartoons and tv shows oh, and yeah. everything, right and what's crazy about it is that like now i feel like in my 20s i would rewatch it i like yeah my example is hey arnold uh in my oh, 20s yes. I rewatched it and now I'm like in my 30s I'm watching freaking breakdowns of those episodes by like somebody else it's called like the dark side of Hey Arnold I just I, I've been binging that um, I, if I knew the channel I would shout you out I, I forgot what it was but <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 hitting me especially with the nostalgia um, oh. and also just like bringing out like the little topics like one of the the first episodes or like the first episode is all about Helga 
and mm-hmm. uh you know i don't know if you remember hey arnold like this way but uh mm. that was like the first time i saw a kid take therapy Elga taking therapy on the mm-hmm. show and uh, yeah so it was just like yeah i mean kudos to the folks at hey arnold but like yeah y'all were like dropping gems in there that I yeah didn't early on trip. <laughs> like, right like, like whoa. Older. yeah i'm <laughs> um, kind of like how you probably the same feeling when you drop something on people's exactly ears. Mm-hmm. but yeah what's nostalgic for you you would say like currently yeah no it's so funny that you mentioned that so today um i don't know i feel like though not to be morbid i feel like we're all getting older and i'm an only child and my biggest fear in life is watching my parents get old so mm. you know i am very fortunate to be in the position that i'm in that i have free time rather than like i'm unemployed and like throwing a pity party i'm like i have time to make like I'm not glued to a desk. Like now I can actually do things regardless of the day. So I decided yesterday to take my dad to the Crane of Pacific. And we haven't been since I was a baby, like since a kid. So I took him to the aquarium and we haven't been, you know, since we were both very young and we were just like reminiscing, like, oh remember, you know, you took a picture here. And I tried to like recreate a film picture of like when I was young and stuff and it was just nice because my dad's like, yeah, we just like relived the good old days. I was like, yeah, mm. it was kind of nice. <laughs> good old days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a, I, I want to say it's a, sh- a show that I watched, but it's like, I wish we knew when the good old days were before they became the good old days. Definitely. I get that. You're like, why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> yeah, no, <I> didn't. <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> but no, no, it, it, it hurts sometimes the truth be hurting yo um, oh yeah <laughs> all right so uh i think we got time for a spin let me just do one spin let's do it all right here we go let the wheel of fate and let's do it. of course the wheel is messing up for me it's okay do your thing <laughs> thank you thank Ooh. you wheel thank you for Whoa. working it out um all right so it's number 30 is your your question i feel like as we are only wheel question for tonight but okay if it's too deep or something you don't want to talk about feel free to pass we definitely for sure but mm-hmm. number 30 Not is, <laughs> i feel like I, re- I react this way all the time to these questions and people are like you wrote them like you shouldn't be reacting this way I'm like why are you surprised <laughs> 30 is what's the last lie you told yourself wow yeah you could tell me to pass if you feel if, no if you no want. i mean it's a great question because i never really thought that to myself the last lie i told myself i think was that i can't endure this period of my life i can't i can't i won't be successful during this transition mm. i think you know like that's my fear and that's why you know before I said I was stressed is because that's like my underlying fear is that I won't make be successful like I kind of have this ego where I need to prove everyone wrong type thing like I want to prove like every time I feel like I tell someone fam- family wise not like friends or anything that like I'm not working right now they're like you know and yeah. I'm like what you doubt my ability to like make it through so I mean that's not the main reason but I mean, of course, like, I'm afraid, like, scarcity mindset kicks in, like, I am i don't have steady income, you know, I got bills to pay, blah, 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 blah. So that's, like, the underlying fear, and I think 
that I think it is a lie, but I'm like afraid that it's true in a weird way, like that I won't find that dream role, that I will run out of money or, you know, I'll go back to the same job that I left just because, you know, I didn't find whatever it may be. Yeah. So I think that's probably the last lie that I told myself that I can't do this. But like you said, it takes time and it's only been a month, but it's just a constant battle that I have with myself recently. No, for sure. I mean, it's especially in this very uh, you know, tender time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I totally get like having to explain yourself to family members about <laughs> your decisions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 12 jobs, yo. So every yeah. family function was like, oh, what are you doing now? <laughs> and it, it became a running joke at a certain point. Like, yeah, you know, they're like, oh, what's your new job? Like, they, they already asked without me like, yeah, having like- to say exactly okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh but not for sure um and like also my, my first dream was to be a rapper right like from 12 to 27 that's oh i see it i see this for you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that was my first like dream and wow. you know it's still still back there it's in the back 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 but uh definitely i'll be my... producing for you at that point <laughs> <laughs> i mean manifest it right manifest oh, yeah. it oh um, yeah but yeah, I mean, if you really want to hear it, I'll, I'll share some music with you so you can yes, kind of please, see actually, the style. Genuinely, yes, please. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's like, I just hate having to explain my choices. Like, I'd rather really just be like, be quiet about it. And then like have people <sighs> ask me. Move in silence. Yes, exactly. Move in silence, for sure. Uh, yeah, somebody at work told me the same thing. Like, they're like, yo, you, you don't like it when people see how you work, huh? Or like, you work like, no, I, I really don't. I actually don't. <laughs> Thank you for being perceptive. <laughs> and I'm like, no, the, the the coworker is very perceptive, actually. He's also the guy who told me, like, um, you, you you must really like to have good laughs, huh? Because, like, I guess he, he knows me laughing, like, very hearty every time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, dude, you're right. And no you're one's so really... perceptive, bro. <laughs> but, yeah. How do you uh, know that? <laughs> uh, I appreciate him for it, too. Like, you know, not everybody can point out these things about other people and oh, actually yeah. this is reminding me to tell him how much i appreciate him for saying those things actually yes. i gotta do that um yeah all right well let's move on to really want to do this part with you so i'm gonna do it let's do it this is called the 34th mantra all right mm-hmm. uh so i need you to close your eyes for this part. okay all right so imagine yourself you know taking a hike in the forest you find yourself like in the middle of nowhere surrounded by tall trees uh well and you felt like you needed to scream you don't need to scream on the podcast but i'm gonna tell you the phrase i would mm. like you to fill in if you were to just yell it out mm. get it off your chest but the phrase mm-hmm. is i am blank i can blank i will blank all right um whenever okay. you whenever you're ready feel free to open your eyes let it rip Okay, you're going to have to remind me each one. So I am, um, I am powerful. I can do anything that I put my mind to. And then this last one, I will. Mm-hmm. Right. I will prevail. Oh, now you have this little audio reminder of yourself, this audio clip. <laughs> Hopefully Thank one day it'll, it'll be useful for you. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Move it on to the closeout question. Uh, this next one is actually from my previous guest. Uh, so shout out to 
Mikey V. Um, I don't know if you've come across him in or he's a rapper. Is he a photographer? He's a rapper. Um, from okay, Daily, from Daily City. City. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry, Mikey V. <laughs> there might be another Mikey V. You know, like okay. <laughs> there's another 34 Happy out Mikey's there. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, Mikey V is asking is uh, if you could change one thing, what would it be? Like this is pretty like open. So, in mind, if you could change one thing, what it would it be within? Could be outside. I think if I could change one thing. It would be if I could tell myself that I don't need to live in people's expectations. Mm. I think I know you learn that lesson, you know, when you're ready to. But I feel like if I learned, if I stepped into that part of me earlier on, it would have been better. If that makes sense. No, I, I wish. I yeah. wish I knew. <laughs> yeah. At 12 years old, when I first wanted to be yeah, a rapper, exactly. not to care. About just spoke, just spoke, hyper focus on that. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, working with these students, yo, like, I tried to get that message across, and there's, you don't understand. You, uh, you know, you're not a kid. You don't know, like, what we're going through. I was there. Right. I was there, yeah, too. <laughs> me in a few years, and you're going to remember this moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> um, and then my second to last question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest? Questions. Ooh, I would like to ask the next guest, what is the best piece of advice that someone has given you? What is the best piece of advice? Mm-hmm. 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 I got to think about this. I like to answer this last question. Um, this piece of it is someone given to me. Mm-hmm. I really got to think about a lot of like you know. I feel like I got to think about this. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm go like just just for the sake of time. I'm gonna go shout out my folks real quick. Um, so my my mom, her her advice to me was attitude is everything. Mm, you'll be doing whatever yeah. but you got to have like right atti attitude right intention definitely perspective. at least that's how definitely. I took it uh, and for then sure. and for my dad he always told me that experience is the best teacher so, retweet retweet <laughs> uh, yeah and like I'm sure there's plenty of more lessons that they have tried to get to stick in my head but you know, I hope those two satisfy them <laughs> and be like, Definitely. you know, taught me something. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, you know, I'm a big quote person. You know, I like it Same. when when something is just worded in a way that I've already been thinking about, but just needed they to put see it somewhere. like nicely. You're like, oh yeah, I thought about that first, but thank you for putting it together. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, um, so the quote that I always uh, is also in my like sign off work signature is uh, what lies before you, what lies ahead of you, little compared to what lies within you. Um, so that's my jam. I feel like, you know, as far as knowing wow. who I am. For you, oh, I Chad, love that. Well, that's what lies within. Actually, that's so powerful. I really love that. Thank you for sharing. Wow. Um, thank you for asking. <laughs> of course. Uh, all right. And we made it to the last question of the podcast, which is 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would no you pressure. like to tell them? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. You know, they're, they're like, I don't know, 
I don't know if they're watching at 13 years old, 21 years old, but yeah, whatever. They, they, they seen this they're right still now. watching. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, it sounds so cheap, but everything you, like, kind of like what you said in your quote, like everything you want and everything you aspire, you already have. You already have it. You just need to be brave enough to pursue it, no matter who tells you, your own family, yourself, everything you want you already have it's just up to you if you want to get it sure i hear you i hear you and uh, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here where can people find your music and you know book you if they want to <laughs> yeah um so i go by dj wavy bb literally as i said it um you can find me on instagram um, my mixes are on soundcloud i play um edm r&b hip-hop you can find me playing anywhere in the bay area oakland san francisco san jose um but yeah that's that's me in a nutshell got you uh, i do want to ask you this one last question but sure based on your experience especially you know talking with me today what sign would you say i am i'm always curious when people say oh. they like astrology and i'll be like i wonder if they can guess correctly but okay yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> okay 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 I think you are a Libra or Taurus. Good guesses. I am a Taurus. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't buy shit. <laughs> That's a good one. I feel like in my lifetime of asking people this question, maybe one or two, and maybe you're the third now to to get it on the money. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's what's the Taurus thing that you feel like you that you were like this could be him? You're I'm, very grounded. Mm, That's Taurus. like a huge thing because I have I'm a Taurus moon. I have a mm. lot of Taurus friends and I get the best like compatibility in terms of friends is Taurus. So I was like I'm just gonna throw a feeler and I was right. <laughs> you was right. You was right. Um, che, thank you for stopping by. Uh, hope you had fun with the conversation. Uh, if you ever want to do a part two, tackle on some more Wheel of Fate questions, feel free. Especially if you want to like log or journal your journey. Stuff. I, I, I like this because people can kind of look back at it and be like, that's where yeah. I'm at that point. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. want to thank the folks out there. If you listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching this on YouTube, thank you for your time as well. Uh, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. Catch you guys next time. 34 questions. Peace. Peace. Oh, messed up. I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good.